DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 12.80 The Zone. We are doing the red and the blue on Friday. Kyle Gunther came in here and stirred it up. Holy cow, are we seeing some stuff on the Twitter mentions. We'll get to that coming up. Time to talk to the Cougar right now, Brian Keel. Brian, what kind of mood are you in? You think you're going to stir it up today? You think you just got great <laughs> wisdom and people are going to sit back, fold their arms, put their fingers to their chin and think, man, that guy is smart. I just learned a lot of football. <laughs> I started. I was on uh, Spencer Checkett's show on Wednesday or Tuesday, and I stirred up some Aggie fans. So maybe I should lay low today. I don't know. <laughs> well, you got to be who you are, man, and that's one of the reasons why we enjoy having you on. Is because you, you remind me of uh, Van Noy. You know, in all the years we covered Van Noy, he would go out and say what uh, he thought, and if people didn't like it, and and so be it. But he was measured in his responses, and I, and I think that that's what you have been. You're measured. You don't just fly off the handle, but you do speak from your perspective as you see truth. And, and I think fans appreciate that. They'd rather have, at least I believe, they'd rather have the truth, not outrageous, irresponsible, just popping off, but someone who speaks from the perspective of this is what I think. And if it so happens you don't like it, well, what can I do about it? This is what I think. And so anyway, that's one of the reasons why we we like to talk to you, because you do present it that way. And so now, you know, after the big Boise win and it was a sensational win, to me, in my mind, there's no turning back. There's no more excuse. I don't want to hear about an injured running back. I don't want to hear about an injured quarterback. I don't want to hear about any of that stuff because you had all that against Boise, and in the end, you still won the game. And if you did that then, certainly ought to be able to do it next week against Utah State. Totally agree. Totally agree. So there, <laughs> at this point in the season, I mean, I said this a few weeks ago, um, something to this effect, but you know, I said you know we should win every game. The caveat that I said a few weeks ago was, um, you know, Boise is going to be a, a contest, obviously, and um, and then we go out and and crap our pants against Toledo and South Florida. Um, so here we are again, and I'll say it again: we should win every game. Yeah, that's on our schedule, and should and could and and will are all different things. Right. We should win. Will we do it? I don't know. But we have ev- every single ability to win out and s- salvage our season and have a decent year. And um, I hope I hope those guys do it, both the players and the coaches, because they, they both have to come together. And that's what we saw last week. The players played, the coaches coached, and we had a great victory. Brian Keel, former Cougar, join us on the Sprint Special Guest Line. Get $100 off the redesigned Apple Watch 4 with a new line of service. Visit the local Sprint store near you. So <clears throat> there's so many themes that repeat over and over. Uh, you know, the ASU could not block the Utes, so ASU lost the game. There's a lot of people think that Cal, with all the injuries they've had, are not going to be able to block the Utes, and Cal's going to lose the game decisively. BYU has gone through stretches where that offensive line couldn't block people, couldn't open holes, and yet it was better. What changed against Boise State? What was the difference? And assuming for what you just said, you think it can be replicated? Yeah. So I mean, I don't, I don't. I, I heard a lot of whisperings about shakeups and changes. Um, 
with play calling and you know assignments and and just also I heard I, I heard all sorts of different things. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not in those meetings. I don't, and I wasn't on the sideline, um, so I don't know how it actually played out and which of all those changes um, actually were implemented. But there was clearly something different in the game. Our game plan, our execution, uh, our our willingness to take risk both on offense and defense, and and the players responded fantastically. So that's why I say, you know, the players play and the coaches coach. It takes both. The player, you know, you can call the greatest play in the world. If the players don't do their job, it's, it's going to suck. And um, and vice versa, you can call a, a, a crappy play call, but if the player, you know, like on defense, all you need is one player to ball out and, and you can get a sack, even if it's a terrible play call versus the situation. So, um, you know, we, we saw both that this last weekend, and they need to do that from here on out. And I think the, the, the two things that really encouraged me was the sense of urgency that the players played with and, you know, the, the uh, wanting to roll the dice on uh, the coaches coached with and the way that they called the plays. And it was, it was refreshing. It was, it was great to see. I told you last Friday that I think it was uh, Chaz Ayu and El Bakary when they spoke on the, uh, to the media on Monday. It's almost like if anybody said anything bad about Kalani, they were really ready to fight him right there. And you said that that was great. You love to hear that. Uh, you've been a player at all of the, obviously the highest levels. I'm wondering if you ever been in that circumstance where, you know, a lot of times you play for yourself, your teammates. But in this circumstance, it looked like, based on the words that those guys said, that they were really playing for Coach Sataki. And have you been, ever been in that situation uh, where you know that the coach may be in danger and you've, you just love playing for him? And so that's going to be a form of motivation and a form of intensity and focus and all. Because it seemed like that was one of the reasons why BYU was able to give that effort that they gave against Boise. Yeah, absolutely. You saw that. And, you know, we talked about this. Everybody knows this. Kalani is one of the best guys in the world. Um, so obviously those kids care about him. Anybody who knows the guy cares intensely about him. And so it was great to see them respond and play for him. I mean, obviously he's on the hot seat. BYU is unique. It's not like other places. You definitely have a longer leash at BYU than, than you're going to have at, at different schools. It, it just is what it is. But that doesn't mean that, that you have an unlimited leash, and it doesn't mean that there is no hot seat. So, yeah, I mean, if you don't perform, you're going to be on the hot seat. And, you know, we, we've performed poorly the last couple of years. So um, so that's the situation. It was great to see the players respond. Me personally, I have, I have been on teams where the coaches were definitely on the hot seat. Um, and I've, I've seen both. Um, you know, I've been on teams where, where the players didn't like the coach and uh, they didn't care. <laughs> and, um, and uh, you know, the coach ended up getting replaced at the end of the year. Um, and so, uh, and, you know, I, I, my, my last year in, um, in Washington, uh, Shanahan was on, the, was on the hot seat and uh, ended up getting fired at the end of the year. Um, and, and he was absolutely a guy – that, um, that that players liked and and played for, and I mean there were a bunch of circumstances that went into that terrible season. But yeah, I've seen I've seen both, and um, I I can say this: it does it does matter. It does make a difference. Um, 
whether or not the players like the guy at the helm. And, you know, that's, that's why coaches, that's why they make the big bucks because the good ones, they absolutely make a difference. Um, there, there's no disputing that. So, well, come on, give us the guys who are hated now. We all want to know. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Everybody wants to know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to name names. I mean, you know, these guys aren't going to see it. They, 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 you know, they're, they're not paying attention to this radio show. But you know, if you're if you're that curious, just look at the teams that I played on or the coaches that got fired, and and then you know. If anybody's out there listening and they want to know, then there you have it. So, <laughs> we were talking about, you know, obviously BYU has the bye this week. We were talking about Utah's game and Cal. Uh, their defense is really good, but their offense just stinks. You know, they had a starting quarterback there, 4 0, and they averaged in the 20s. He goes down, and they've lost all three games in which he hasn't been able to play, one of which he played in a half, and the other two he hasn't played at all, and he's obviously not going to play tomorrow. So, with that in mind, uh, from a defensive perspective, and their, and their offense is not averaging, not even uh, scored 20 points once, and he's been out. With From a defensive perspective, what is your mindset as far as going in this game? Because you know your offense is so bad. And not just that, Brian. You're going up against a defense that is really good. So it's like you got a crappy offense. Utah's got a great defense. But from the defensive mindset of Cal, how much energy can you have knowing that, my gosh, it's going to be really, really difficult? It's, it's an uphill battle. And, and it really just it, it comes back to – um, I don't know if character is the best word, but we'll use that word. Um, you know, mental makeup, whatever you want to call it, character, uh, fortitude, maybe that's a better word, mental fortitude of the defensive players. So, like, me personally, if I was in that situation, I, you know, I think life's all about outlook. And so my outlook would be, this is our challenge. This is our challenge. We're, we're, we're going to have to show up and show out. Um, you know, our offense is what it is. It, it, and I, honestly, I went into every game with this mindset: if they don't score, we're going to win. And that—that's the mindset that I had. If they don't score, we're going to win. And um, you know, I had some shutouts. Obviously, not very many. They're—they're—they're they're, they're hard to come by in football. It's definitely an, an offensive game. But um, that—I I don't know. I just to me, that's—it's your outlook and your mindset. And you, you know, it's so easy in human nature to. to to, oh, you feel bad for yourself, and, oh, you know, we played well, the offense didn't do their job. Well, play better. If they don't score, then, then you can't lose. So, I don't know. That's how I would look at it. And I think it's too easy to get discouraged and to point fingers and to have blame. And I, I think the, 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 better, the better way to do it is to, to just take it, take it as a challenge and rise up. Brian Keel joining us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Greg Rubel tweeted out uh, that, um, hey, for, with BYU on a bye week, you can watch the Air Force-Utah uh, State game and see the Cougars' next opponent. But watching the Aggies try to defend that option, how much can you learn about the Aggie defense? How, I mean, if they just stepped into a different world here? Yeah, I mean, in terms of, like, scouting. So, like, for, for the players, the BYU players, in terms of scouting, I mean, it's not going to be that great because you're going to see a, a completely different, different game plan. Um, but, I mean, you can always scout talent and you can, you can scout different players and their abilities. So, I, I mean, if I was a player, I, it's something that I did at BYU. Um, and, and, and as crappy as the Mountain Network was, um, one, one benefit 
that uh, we had when we had that mountain network is there were always Thursday games, and then on Saturday the games were kind of spread out. And, and so it was nice because, you know, it, it allowed me to watch more games than I otherwise would have, even, even if I could barely see the image on the screen because the network sucked. But um, I, uh, yeah, so I, um, I would always watch as many games as I could, and especially the upcoming opponent, whoever that was, I would, I would always try to, to watch them, scout them, and, and pick up whatever little bit that you can. So, yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see what BYU does at the quarterback position, right? Because I don't know the severity of the concussion for Hall and then Baylor Romney comes in and obviously spearheads the victory and it certainly played well enough and looked like there might be something there for sure. You know, he looked, he looked okay. So going into this week, uh, do you have any concern that players might start picking favorites? How do you handle that as a coach? Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it's, it's kind of interesting. Um, I heard um, I heard Steve Young was on one of the BYU broadcasts talking about it the other day, and he said something that's good. And I, I, I so I, I kind of agree. He, he said to start Baylor, um, which I don't agree with that. To me, to me, you start Jaron because Jaron was the backup, and Jaron didn't do anything to lose that spot. In my opinion, he played fantastic. The rest, the rest of the team did play great in that game, um, and Baylor played fantastic last week too. I so if I was in charge, I would start Jaron. And, and I'm probably biased too, because uh, I know Jaron so well and his family, and, and known him since a kid. But um, but that's kind of how I feel about it. I, I think it's a great situation because they're, they're they both played fantastic. They're both super talented, apparently, and I think we're fine with either guy. Um, but it is something you have to manage with with the team. And and so the the thing that that Steve pointed out is he's like, why is why is it with quarterback that it's this that it's this whole you know, conundrum and people are, are, um, you know, they get all up tight and nervous and, oh, it's a quarterback. And, and he's like, it should be like just any other position, you know, the best guy plays. If you're not playing well, you're, you're out and this guy's in and, and there should be uh there should be pressure on every guy to perform just like any other position. And I, I like that. I thought that there was some, I, I, I agree with that. I, it's kind of weird how quarterback kind of, we have this, this weird aura that we put on it. And, um, you know, I don't, I don't know. I, I think uh, they should just uh, kind of treat it, I guess, basically just put less pressure on it and just let it play out. I don't know. Brian Keel, join us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. So Utah State, and the game's sitting out there a couple weeks, but there was a lot of talk at the start of the year about, you know, Kalani's got to win the three rivalry games, the three regional teams that they play all the time, Utah, Utah State, and, uh, and Boise State. And the Utes are having a good enough season. You can kind of explain that away. And he got the Boise State game. What's it like for BYU to go up and play the Aggies? And it's changed a little bit since your era because the Aggies are clearly better. they got a better conference alignment, better facilities, better players, and a better record. But I think the crowd has always been fired up up there for this game. Yeah, it, it is. You know, th- and this is where I, I riled up the Aggie fans um, the other day because I, I called Utah State the, the – and it's funny because they missed, they missed that I put – I said at Utah State's the little brother of both BYU and Utah, and of course they ignored the Utah part and just focused on the BYU part. Um, but uh, I say that, and you know, I say it jokingly, but also kind of serious. You know, look at history, look at 
their their program. And I say this as the son of a state running back um, um, who, you know, so I, I literally have Aggie blood, you know, coursing through my veins. But BYU's had a better program. We dominate them for forever and ever. Recently, they have absolutely played better than us. There is no excusing that. Um, they beat us what two in a row now, and uh, was it three or four out of three out of four or four out of five or something like that. Two in a um, row, three out of five. Yeah. So so yeah. So they, they've 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 outplayed us, and so you know back to my analogy of the big brother and little brother. You know, little brother's going to grow up. He's going to hit puberty, and he's going to want a piece of big brother. And if big brother doesn't take care of business, he's going to get hit in the mouth. And um, anybody who has brothers, you know, I, I got, I have lots of them, and I've been, I've, I've been through this. You know, that that's what happens. And so BYU needs to respond now, uh, because if they don't, Utah State's going to hit us in the mouth again and beat us. And um, and and they've done it the last couple of years. So so we got to step up. Yeah, absolutely, man. I'm with you. Come on, let's go. <laughs> Yeah, that little brother make you look bad. I mean, come on, man. Exactly. Yeah, oh, you're cause, you're cause running the, out the, the flag uh, Saturday, aren't you? I would. I would gladly do it. You, <laughs> you, there is. There's that psychological advantage. It, it's real, man. It's real in life with Big Brother. And when little brother starts to think, "Oh, hey, I can I can beat Big Brother," and you you start to to dissipate that psychological advantage, watch out, man. And that's what's happened with Utah State. You know, they've they figured out, hey, we we can beat these guys, and they have. So, kudos to them. Kudos to Terry Anderson. He's obviously a great football coach. And since he got there, what is it, nine years ago? Um, you know, it, it, it'd be interesting to see where that program would be had he never left. I don't blame him for leaving because I'd take that money too. But um, it'd be interesting to see where that program would be had he never left because he's a great coach and he's done great things for him. Brian Keel, the red and the blue. He's the former Cougar. Was it Steve Spagnola? Is that the guy? Everybody hated. <laughs> uh, we we uh, we mutually did not like each other, so we, we can put it that way. <laughs> there it is. All right, all right, Brian. Thanks for a few minutes. We appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Take care. It was a Ram in 2010-11, and uh, he left, and Steve Spagnuolo got fired at the same time. So, mm. yeah, there's the end of that mystery. Dang. All right, when we come back, everything you missed in this show, we got a lot of feedback coming in from people on the Ute and Cougar interviews. DJ and PK, we are broadcasting live Murdoch Chevrolet, 2375 South, 625 West. We are in Woods Cross. Now, if you can't come to Woods Cross, you can shop online, MurdochChev.com, Murdoch, C-H-E-V.com. The Murdoch Chevrolet in every driveway sales event is underway. 20% off MSRP on a new Chevrolet 2019 Cruze, up to 13000 off a new 2019 Chevy Silverado, and a conventional oil change is now only $19.99. The offer's good until the end of our broadcast. Murdoch Chevrolet, where customers truly are the heart of our business. And now, attention, top of the wire on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Utah Jazz are back in action tonight. They play the Lakers in the Staples Center, 8.30 on ESPN. Pre-game coverage starts at 7.30 here on The Zone. Boyan Bogdanovich questionable for tonight's game with left ankle sprain. Kyle Kuzma expected to be out. He's injured for the Lakers. 
NBA last night, the Clippers, 141-122. They take down the Warriors, and they do it pretty easily. The Bucks beat the Rockets 117-111. Giannis Antetokounmpo had a triple-double, but he also fouled out. And over the last four or five minutes without him, the Bucks did just fine, and they hold on to win that game, 117-111. The Utes host Cal tomorrow night, Rice-Eccles Stadium, 8 o'clock on FS1. The Ute pregame show starts at 5 tomorrow here on The Zone. It goes until 7 in the Utah State and Colorado Springs. Taking over, pregame at 7, kickoff at 8.15 on ESPN2. And the Jazz and the Kings will be on 97.5 The Zone, while the Aggie game is on 12.80 The Zone. Top of the Wire is brought to you by Homie. Buying or selling a home, Homie will give you up to $5,000 back to help you with more closing costs and fees. Remember, it's simple to get started with Homie. See more at Homie.com. Big Show. Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Are you ready? You guys ready? Mike Pulaski is with us, a color analyst for the Cal broadcast. One thing about the freshman Spencer Brash is he gets the ball out quickly, and so he gives him a chance there, but does the experience hurt him? Against a team like this, it can be tough. I watch Utah on film, and I think they are probably the only team in the Pac-12 that has a chance to compete in the national football championship level in terms of skill, in terms of toughness, in terms of size, and in terms of tenacity. I think Utah is probably the only team from our conference this year that could compete at that level, and so for a freshman quarterback to step in and to play against that kind of football team, it makes it tough. Turn this up. Catch the Big Show, presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Afternoons from 3 to 7 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Well, everything affects both sides of the ball, and we, and we talk about that. We have a game management meeting every Friday and, and talk about uh, the exact, you know, preliminary one on Sundays and then a final one on Saturday, on Friday, and and uh, it does play into it, you know, because, you know, play Washington State, for example, you know, you have to score points most most times you play them. I mean, last game was an anomaly, but, uh, you know, you run, you run the offense maybe a little more wide open some weeks because of what you have to do and take a few more risks, or if you if you think that, that maybe uh, it's going to be a little, little bit of, of a more low-scoring game than that'll affect you as well. So, yeah, it does have an impact. Kyle Whittingham talking about game planning, strategizing for a Cal team that has a good defense and plays a lot of low-scoring games. But, PK, they'd have to play a very low-scoring game. And 20 points is a low number in college football, and 20 points ought to be more than enough for the Utes this week. Not to cover, because the spread's 21, but to win the game comfortably, 20 points could do it. Yeah, I would say 17. I was thinking 17 because I don't see. Because Oregon beat them 17 7. You figure out it was good enough for Oregon, it's good enough for Utah? Yeah. That, that, that was my line of thinking. Now, I would like to see them get a little bit more. Because I don't think, you know, I know they had the fumbles and the, and the pick against the Devils, but I don't think that was one of their better offensive efforts. And I think some of it was due to the ASU defense, which is halfway decent for sure. So Cal's defense might be a little bit better than ASU's. We'll have to see how that plays out. So I would like to see them do a little bit better offensively to get more and more of a rhythm for Washington because my guess is you're probably going to have to score in the 20s, if not the high 20s, to win that ball game up there in Seattle next week. Yeah, that'll be a different deal. Uh, with Cal, Cal has not scored 30 points this year. They have not given up 30 points this year. They just play low-scoring games. Uh, their, their highest-scoring game was... <laughs> They went to Ole Miss and won 28-20. Now, they had Garbers at that point. The big, bad SEC on the road, and they have their highest-scoring game. Go figure. 
All right, we talked a little bit about the uh, the Utes and the Cal Bears, but it's a 21-point spread, so not really uh, holding our breath for that one. The Aggies are going to Air Force. Air Force is a three-and-a-half-point favorite. It's a big game. Air Force is 5-2. and two. they got a good team this year. And for the Aggies, this is a chance to get halfway through the Mountain West undefeated. This is a chance to get to 4-0 right here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You feeling it? You feeling an Aggie winner, or you got your doubts? Because we were looking for, doubts. We were looking for upsets, and we didn't really have anyone say, "Hey, I see an upset here." Because I think logic would say Utes win, Aggies lose, Jazz go to LA and lose, but come back and beat the Kings. And we were looking for any outliers in there. BYU has a week off, obviously, so we're looking for any outliers in there, and no one really came with anything. It's I don't like, think the Aggies have played their best game or really come close to playing their best game. It's still out there, still yeah. looming. Which is not a bad thing to say when you're sitting there undefeated in, in conference play. You're 4-2 and two midway through yeah. the season, and you still got your best football in front of you. So we'll have to see how that plays out. But they need a, a quality, solid effort now. Saturday night, obviously. Because I don't think that you can give a crappy effort and still win this game. We had David Locke on the show earlier this morning. I loved every minute of it. He was talking about Moutier. Moutier in transition. More of that, please. Keep it happening. That'll put put me in a great Moutier. I'm going to ride that. He liked that. He enjoyed that. (laughs) But you got to. You got to precede it was with I was in a bad mock mood, and now I'm in a good Moutier. Because I've used that multiple times. And every time you got a reaction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I, think, I think it's just damn clever. I don't know how it's to say it. <laughs> yes. Do you have clever bonuses built into your, into your contract? Every time you're clever, ding, another 20 bucks for PK. They'd be calling me Bill Gates then. There it is. D- <laughs> DJ and BG. Welcome in. <laughs> Maybe Ryan Smith. Woo. <laughs> Way to localize. (laughs) Yeah. I'm intrigued by this kid, man. Kid's got something to prove. It's good. They don't have a lot of guys, I don't think, with chips on their shoulders individually. Because they used to talk about that. Oh, yeah. You loved that with that that team a couple And that was great. Yeah. But does Conley have anything to prove in this league? Not really. No. Does Joe have anything to he prove goes, in this league? Not Mike, really. Mike Conley goes one for 16, and LeBron James looks at the box score and compliments him. Yeah. So, no, I wouldn't say he has a lot to prove when the greatest player of the last 20 years says, oh, he's one for 16. That's the worst thing that could happen to us. Yeah. Now, I think as a team, collectively, but I'm speaking individually, but Moutier is an exception to that. He has, like Exum, has a a ton to prove, right? But Mitchell really doesn't have anything to prove individually. If he were to come out on the market today, every other team in the league would everybody just... Had money, yeah. Everybody would throw whatever money they had. You right. can have it all. Yeah. Max. Right. And I think that's the same thing yeah. with Gobert, right? But oh, totally, yeah, there's no negotiation yeah. in their next deals. They it's don't Max. have individually, but Moutier does. He has a lot to prove individually. Do you belong in this league? And at what level do you belong in this league? Because there's pecking orders within the belonging to the league. So among the starters, I don't think there's guys with a lot to prove, but the bench guys do. Maybe O'Neal. O'Neal does. Um, Prove that you you belong. Was it Green or Davis? I think it was... 
I think it was Davis. One of them was like, I can't believe he's gotten another one-year contract. I mean, so you've been in the league forever, but you had to get a multi-year deal. Oh, it was so Green. It was Green. It was, it was Jeff Green. It was Jeff Green. It was Jeff Green. All the way it was Jeff Green. Okay. Why is he having these switch teams? Right. That he should have a multi-year deal. So he has something to prove from that perspective. Not, you know, can he stick in the yeah, league? Yeah, but he's still in the league. He's been in the league for 13 years. I know, right. I mean, come on, this, if he leaves today, he had a phenomenal we, run. We always talk about it, man. At 10 years, you've beaten the odds. Yeah. At 7 to 8, you've won. But at 10, you've crushed it. So I look at Moutier individually as, as having something to prove, and he showed it in game one. I look at the team collectively, certainly as something to prove. All of them have something to prove. and it's that. But that's no different than everybody else. It's a constant prove it in this yeah. league you know maybe the Warriors didn't and LeBron with his teams in the East didn't but everybody else Denver has to prove they weren't a fluke and you can go on and on down the list so you think split this weekend because no. Jazz fans will be no. pretty excited no. back no. here on Monday morning if they're 3-0 and oh yeah absolutely got a hardcore Jazz fan off to our right we're on remote here and she just walked in and said I'll paint my face you will not <laughs> <laughs> You still owe me that tattoo from that bet you lost to me like 14 years ago. How do you know I didn't get it? Because you told me you didn't get it, and you would never lie. Oh, I've lied a thousand times. You haven't gotten it. I've lied a million times. You would rather irritate me by not I love working with you, DJ. Okay, PK. (laughs) I love working with you. I think you're the best possible person I know. I lie all the time. (laughs) (laughs) That's a drop. You got to get it tonight, man. That'd be great. Why not? Although, Sweet. I, I got to see about Bogdanovich, though. You, know, well, I mean, you always say this stuff cancels itself out, and, and, and we read a couple days ago that Kuzma's out. Oh, it's not a couple days. It's, he's been out for a while. Uh, okay, but I still got to see. Not, not that they can't do it, but who replaces him in the lineup? What do they do? This is brand. This is a brand new group here. If it was three weeks from now, I may not say that. They may be just, well, okay, we'll just go with Joe, and then we'll just up Green's minutes or what have you. What I'm, because it's brand new, I don't necessarily know how they're going to compensate for his, for his uh, absence. You see what I'm saying? I'm not using it as an excuse. I'm just saying I don't know what they're going to do. You follow that? It's a little bit different because it's brand new. Or you think that's a bunch of crap? If you're missing a guy and they're missing a guy, and I guess if it's like your fifth best starter and their best starter, okay, that's maybe an offset. But it, I don't know. I just see if, if Bogdanovich and Kuzma are both out, both teams have taken a hit. It's roughly equal. It's not they're out LeBron and you're out your fifth I starter. I got it. So, but do you know exactly what they're going to do, though? I, I don't that's know. That's my point. I, if well, Bogdanovich no, doesn't the, play, what's going to happen? What is the rotation? Well, what's the lineup? Uh, you know, Royce. I gets, mean, you would party with Quinn. I don't. Royce, I do not party You go to the microbreweries with Quinn and the mayor of Salt Lake, apparently. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I have, Whereas I strategize I, for economic planning and development with the governor. That's what I do. You go to the microbreweries with the mayor and Snyder. I can tell you for a fact, I've what? spent way more time with the governor than I have the mayor. Well, that, uh, what does I that mean? The, I saved the governor $600,000. Huh. <laughs> so what, what are you saying? That you, you saved like the school six hundred grand. 600000 Huh. What do I say next? <laughs> well, I'm already telling you right now, that lady yeah. who's running for governor, she's getting my vote. What's her name? I believe she's running for mayor, as you well no, know. No, 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 no. I just seen some lady is running for governor. Then I don't know. Don't, don't get in the way of my politics. I just saw it. Some, some female, because I think it's, it's, 
we had one a couple years back, didn't we? What was her name? There you go. Thank you. Olene Walker. I never would have got that in 100 years. <laughs> so I want a replacement for Olene Walker. I'm going females all the way because I hold females high regard politically. You know, because you, know, you scoffed at Hillary and you said there's no way now you're voting for her. Amy Winder Newton. Now, is that Amy Winder Newton or Winder Newton? Three separate names. No hyphen. Okay. That's what you're getting at. I didn't know. Is that her middle name or does she take on two different names when she got married? How does that work? Yeah, but she's, it's not hyphenated. The maiden, the maiden name is... It, I'm going to guess Winder's a, yeah, Winder's a name in these them parts. So I'm well, guess BYU that had that player name. Anson. Is there any relationship there? Uh, no idea. We're going to have to do some interviews. <laughs> We're going to have to talk to some people. We're going to have to two sources for everything, PK. He developed under Dave Rose. Now, Dave Rose texted me this morning. He's doing okay. If you want an update he on Dave Rose. He texted me, too, and he doesn't like your attitude. <laughs> Well, we both texted. Dave Rose had a heart attack. That hasn't and changed it. in 25 we years. We both texted. <laughs> what, what, what do you mean he doesn't like my attitude? No, he just said PK's the badass. <laughs> <laughs> I've always trusted his judgment and character. <laughs> he came in to do an interview um, after he retired. And when he left. You're talking TV or radio? TV. And when he left, he was in the parking garage, and he left without, I was going to give him a validation. But he left real quick. All those victories, he's long he since been validated. And I said, I have your validations, but he took off so quick. He says, no problem. You can buy me a Coke next time I see you. So I texted him. I said, I owe you a Coke when you get out of the hospital. Take care of yourself. PK just told us about his text to you. Good to know he's staying, in quotes, on brand. And I got back, <laughs> PK's the badass. Because <laughs> you text him, he's a badass. Well, the dude beats Pancreas. Get out of my face. Heart attack, heart major attack. attack. I'm up and walking a couple hours later. I said, yeah, and you beat pancreatic cancer, which nobody does. You beat a major heart attack. You beat the Utes. You're a bad. You're a BA, man. You are a BA. You've always been a BA. Well, he's already. There's already photos out on social media. He's up and around in the hospital. There's a photo of him walking down the hallway. Yeah. He's taking visitors. We see some folks stop by who've known him through his basketball career to hang out and say hello and give him a little moral support. He came in. I don't know uh, what was going on, but it was uh, in the spring. You were gone because he came in for two whole hours. Yeah. And did our show. Mm-hmm. I love the dude, man. He is he is one of the original grinders. Well, hopefully he will take care of himself. Oh, he Drop will. Drop the stress level. I saw him at the Alan John concert with his wife. He Good. looked like a million bucks. Good. Travel, hang out, take care of his health. And he has been. He told me all the stuff yeah. that he had planned to do. and yep. he's, I think he's only like 61, 62, so he's got a lot more years. All right, DJ PK. And that, so does Olene Walker. That no, she passed away actually. Well, yeah, but you're just looking in this no, earthly I am. sphere, I Dave. Am. I am. See, I'm a religious man. I am living. So I myself. take it. I take it beyond this sphere. See, you think life. You're not so sure, but my conviction tells me life just doesn't end here. There's Utes and Cougars in heaven. Well, we're going. To Maybe break. not at the highest level for Utes. <laughs> <laughs> Pending? No, never mind. Tied in. Come on, don't headlines. don't wait. Tied in the latest headlines, but Yach's back there. It's Friday, dude. I don't need a meeting. Save those for Tuesdays. I do not need a meeting on a Friday. You're correct. 
See? All right, DJ and PK is brought to you in part by Larry H. Miller, Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram in Sandy. Find your deals online at LHMDeals.com. Your feedback next. And it's all over almost here. Don't go nowhere. This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. The head coach at BYU, Kalani Sataki. From what I heard, Hans was wrestling guys at BYU, no, even if they didn't want to be. I don't wrestling. want to talk about that. <laughs> you always kind of walked away from him because you never knew what kind of mood he was going to be in. You didn't know if he was going to take the chair from under you and balance it on his chin. Or he's going to literally pick you up and bench press you or put you over his head and suplex you. I already told you the story about how he hyperextended my elbow when he suplexed me and I wasn't expecting it. I mean, you know, it's just the thing like that, this Hans was a walking liability. So uh, it's, it's nice that he's sitting down and on a microphone instead of causing accidents everywhere. He still does that too. <laughs> I still do that every once in a while. Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to three. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Kalani Sataki's going to be upset. Aggies are going to lose to the Falcons. And Aggie Nation will take it out on the Cougars next weekend. Kalani, I predict, will be upset. It's time now for your feedback. All the stuff you've been thinking about, all the stuff we've been saying. And it is brought to you by Audi Salt Lake City, where you can pick up a new Audi Q5 SUV for only $3.59 per month. Visit Audi Salt Lake City at 999 South State Street or AudiSaltLakeCity.com. All right, PK. The people are speaking, and there is uh, there's a lot of blowback here to uh, Kyle Gunther and Jack Tuttle. Uh, Kyle Kyle doesn't make mistakes. Basically, is the uh, the tune from uh, from Ute fans. So what, what do you mean? What are you saying? Well, because Kyle Gunther was very critical when he was on that the I got it. If yeah. Hundley gets hurt, the Utes are in trouble because there's such a drop off. To Shelley and the list, Drew Lisk was a walk on, and I was coming in in front of Shelley, and they invested in Shelley last year and sat Tuttle because they were going to redshirt him, and then Tuttle was upset about being redshirted as a four star, and he took off the Indiana. And so basically, that decision, now more than a year ago, is haunting the Utier as Huntley is limping around. And uh, he said, Don't be naive. They're not going to talk about it, but when he's laying on the ground and he's grabbing back for his calf, ankle or knee or whatever, and he's inching along. Across. He's in obvious pain. He's hurt. He's a tough kid. He's hurt. He's injured. And that's a problem. Okay. They did not like the oh, linkage okay. to Tuttle. I uh, mean, you fans, there's a bunch of stuff here. So, yeah, what are they? Are they agreeing with him or disagreeing with him? They're disagreeing to... with Kyle Gunther and siding with Kyle Whittingham. Why? Because he said yeah. negative things about Utah. And that's if you're a said. fan, you, you, say, you say negative things. Yes. There's hundreds of thousands of Ute fans who think I hate him. Because I don't just blow smoke all the time. And, and you're never going to overcome that. If you have an opinion that is not, well, I think the Utes are going to go 8-1 and one and the Jazz are going to win the conference. <laughs> then you're going to get blowback. And You'll get blowback for that, too. Uh, so, <laughs> so we got a ton of stuff uh, there. Um, Daniel believes Bogdanovich is going to uh, play at least against Sacramento. Moody has play continues to be stellar. Jazz won a close one against the Lakers and went easily against the Kings. You heard it right here first. We were looking for an upset this weekend. Will Utah State, a mild upset at Air Force, only three-and-a-half-point underdogs. Cal would be a major upset as a 21-point underdog well, against Utah. I think a game that I'm totally glued on tomorrow night will be an upset. I think the Rebels will beat the Suck Dogs. they got to be like that. <laughs> Earlier in the show, I'm not going to pay attention to that nonsense. 
truth is you'll be at the Ute game working, so you just aren't going to see late games. Well, I will CBS also, Sports Network. I will be monitoring the Utah State Air Force game for sure. Right. And then, of course, you have the Jazz game. Those will be the That's outside of the game that I'm watching. Right. Those will be the other two You're games the I will game, be most interested but in. But trying to track those two. Yes. What, what, uh, what network is uh, Utah State and Air Force? ESPN2. ESPN2? Mm-hmm. Utah on FS1. And the Jazz will be on AT and T Sportsnet. Okay, so you got three games tomorrow night. But I can't get the Jazz game on some other thing. You can if you're credentialed. It's the cord cutters who can't get it because you've got your login through whatever whoever your provider is. You Direct should be able TV to watch normally. it on your phone. Yeah, but it'll, it'll end up saying that you have to be home. Oh, really? Yeah, I've tried some of those games, and uh, they say you've got to. It's got to be your home television. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. I'll talk that to you issue. after, but you should check out the at and Sportsnet app. Yak will work with you. Because I want to see it. Yep. I mean, it's jazz. I've got one I want. I have to. All right, DJ and PK, we are out of time. Thanks for all the folks who came down to visit us at Murdoch Chevrolet in Woods Cross, 2375 South. 625 West, right off the freeway. You can shop online anytime at MurdochChev.com. Murdoch, C-H-E-V dot com. The Murdoch Chevrolet in every driveway sales event is underway. 20% off MSRP on a new Chevrolet 2019 Cruze, up to 13000 off on a new 2019 Chevy Silverado. A conventional oil change is now only $19.99. Offers good now until the end of our broadcast, which is now. But they still have oil changes here all day long. Come on down. Murdoch Chevrolet, where the customers truly are the heart of our business. Thanks to them for having us down here. Tony and Austin are coming up next. PKNL, see you Sunday night on Talking Sports on Channel 2.